Listeners, and welcome to the Heal the Sick, a podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, welcoming you to another edition of the program. Rolling forward, putting God's goodness on display, showing the rest of the world how this kingdom is done. That's right, I said it. Glad you're here. Happy to have you guys. And uh, as you know, here on the show, we always interview amazing and interesting people from all around the world who are just sharing their experience with us about healing and life and ministry life and a little flavor of everything. But of course, focus on healing because, well, you know, it's in the name of the show. Uh, Joining me today is a fascinating guy who has been, again, crossing my radar screen a lot. And I figured I need to talk to this guy. This gentleman is a missionary. He is involved with Royal Family International and listed as Director of missions in Kenya, Africa. So joining us from Kenya by way of Oregon right now, a gentleman named Paul Brown. And if you're on Facebook, you know him as Missionary Paulie B. So Paul, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my bro? Man, I'm doing amazing. I just want to thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm excited. I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited as well. Like, like I said, I keep seeing your name come up. You got a lot going on. Um, and uh, it, it's great to have you here. So what I usually ask our guests is in our first segment is please tell us some healing testimonies. And what we're looking for is you know, maybe something a little, little out there, a little crazy, a little big, you know, some wow factor. You got anything like that you can share with us? Man, I got so many. Coming from Kenya, we see some stuff all the time, stuff that just blow your mind. Um, let me just share this one. You know, I uh, got called out to the interior part of Kenya one time into a place uh called uh, Masinga. And when we got out there, um, it was like four and a half hour ride. It was out in the middle of like the desert, in the middle of nowhere. It's actually my first time ever going out like really, really deep interior, you know, it was amazing. So anyways, when I got out there, you know, we started doing some mission work and stuff out there. We were doing some open airs. We were doing some schools and stuff in there. And um, one day we, uh, excuse me, the first day we had an open air and during that time, um, we were going around the community and we were just speaking with some people. And this one lady came up to me and says, hey, Paul, she goes, I, um, I have my grandmother I want to bring to the meeting tonight. And she's absolutely 100%. She can't see. She's absolutely blind. And I was like, right on, cool. So anyways, that night, she brought her to the meeting. Now, the reason I share this story is because it was the very first time I ever seen a blind eye open. And it was kind of crazy how God did it because, you know, I prayed for the lady probably a total of maybe like 10 times. I mean, I prayed a little bit, prayed a little bit, and uh, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. Probably about the fourth time um, I prayed, and she says, I can see, I can see light. And, you know, and it, and it fired me up, you know, it just like broke hope in me. And I was like, yeah. So we kept praying again. We prayed two or three more times. And probably about the seventh time, she says, I see the outline of a man. And I see, I see, and it's getting brighter and getting brighter. It almost reminded me of the story when Jesus was praying uh, for the guy. And he says, I see them standing like trees. You know what I mean? So it was kind yes, of a, a neat, yes. you know, yeah, it was really neat. So anyways, um, she was like, uh, I can see, I can see like the outline of this man. And so we prayed again. So like probably like the eighth or ninth time, I heard the spirit say, this is crazy. I heard the spirit say, spit in her eye. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, 
uh, yeah, it was <laughs> So anyways, I like turned around and I took my hand and I like spit in my thumb and I stuck my thumb right in her eyes or my thumb and my, my middle finger and I stuck them right in her eye and I just prayed and I believed. And all of a sudden when she opened her eyes, I could see her and how I knew she could see was her eyes were like lifting up and down side to side. She was just seeing things. And I'm like, you can see. And she's like, yes, I see Mzungu. And Mzungu in Swahili means a white man. And so it was just an amazing <laughs> testimony. It's probably one of the coolest things I personally got to see. I mean, we see a lot of, a lot of healings and a lot of like backs and, you know, and shoulders and knees and things like that healed. But when you see a blind eye opening, you know, it like takes you to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing. So that was one of the most radical probably experiences I had out of all the time I've been in Kenya. We've seen three blind eyes open, which have been just amazing. Yeah. Now I have a question about that. In each of those cases, were they blind from birth or were they bl- had vision and then lost their sight at some point? Um, all of them had vision at one time and lost okay. their sight. Okay, because I was, I, I was kind of curious if they had been blind from birth and started to see like what the experience would be like, because it would be brand new on the spot. And I just ha- I personally haven't had that experience. That's why I was kind of curious. But I would still imagine that, you know, obviously you lose your sight. That's pretty significant. And then you get it back. I, I imagine their reactions had to be ridiculous when they when they saw that. No. Oh, man, she was just so excited. She just grabbed and hugged me and and her her daughter too. Our daughter really didn't believe it. She's like kept grabbing her, looking at her, saying, "Really, you can see, you can see me." And she's like, "I see you, I see you." <laughs> wow, it was awesome. Now, with that, okay, here's a question you see all the time: is people say, "Why do we see miracles in Africa and not here in the United States?" For instance, now you've ministered all over the place, so mm. you you can actually speak intelligently on this subject. So, tell me, why is it that we maybe see things in Africa, big miracles, big movements that maybe we not see here, or is it the same in both places, and we're just kind of numb to it? What's your take on that? You know, I, I really believe it's it's the same in everywhere you go, you know. Um, one of the things, though, that I see about, well, I'm just going to use the Kenyan people because that's where I work. But the Kenyan people, for an example, you know, a lot of them can't afford doctors. They can't afford, you know, to go and get their eyes fixed or get the circumstance taken care of or the situation in their life. You know, like uh, we prayed for a lady you know, who had HIV and she came back with a diagnosis of it being negative, you know, nice. but they, she couldn't afford, for an example, to be able to pay, you know, for the treatment needed to do that, you know. So sometimes, you know, these people are just stuck in this position to where there is no hope except for Christ. You know, it's only Jesus that can fix the circumstance. Only Jesus can take care of it, you know. So, it's it's I don't know that's how I would explain it it's just it's like that's all they have so they just they put their faith in it it's not like us in America you know we get a cold or we get sick or we come down with something you know no matter what we can go to the hospitals and they'll treat us in Kenya if you go to if you go to the hospital and you can't pay they will literally put you in jail until after you're better until you can pay I mean so people can't afford to go to the hospitals, Whoa. and if they do go, they'll be in jail if they can't come up with the money to pay for the bill. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, so <laughs> so we better get some people healed out in Africa is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I see with that whole deal. And, um, but you know what? God heals everywhere. I mean, I see radical stuff here in America, too. You know, and I see God moving and doing just some awesome stuff in this area as well. So God's not a God of favoritism. You know, he's, he, he's loving and compassionate to everyone. But I think that's one of the reasons you see it over there, maybe a little more, because it's a little more of a, I don't know if desperate's the right, right word, but I think I think and that's kind of the direction I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's like even here in the United States, we say, why don't we see it here? But you got to remember, we're talking 50 states, we're talking multiple cities in each state, you know, everywhere has its own little culture. And there's, yeah. you know, like even when they said Jesus went to the, a certain place and he couldn't get mighty miracles going on it, it's not him i mean he got everybody healed at that at that point but the mighty stuff that i guess he wanted to do it probably their their local culture was somehow interfering with it i mean i'm just speculating but you know it's like all these different cultures everywhere and just mindsets and whatnot i'm sure there's it factors in somehow so i imagine even in kenya between the different cities or tribes or whatever they have it probably their mindset's different as well is that true yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, very true. You know, there's, there's, um, 42 tribes in Kenya alone, just in the country of Kenya. So there's 42 different tribes that speak 42 different languages, have 42 different styles of culture. Though mm-hmm. so they all speak one language, Swahili, and they all speak English, but each one of them have their own dialect mm-hmm. according to their tribe. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, listeners, there's a there's kind of a lot to deal with. And, you know, it's just a matter of uh, just keep yourself focused on on what's what, because there's no way you can learn all the languages and all the cultures. It sh- you know, the answer is always Jesus at the end. So just blast that thing Amen. with the power of Jesus. And you know what? That he overcomes all that stuff. So that's just the way it goes, my friends. Stay, stay holy, my friends. Anyway, uh, missionary Paulie B, Paul Brown joining us on the phone today. It's uh, awesome to hear some testimonies coming from a couple different places. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about his background experience. We're going to talk to him about some stuff he has going on. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be right back momentarily. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you. 
missionary Polly B. Paul Brown joining us by phone today. And uh, before we jump back into our interview, I just want to remind you to make sure to check out the website at dominionfire.com. And you can also email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com if you uh, would like to comment on the show, if you'd like to suggest someone for the show, because I'd uh, love to hear you guys have been giving me some great feedback on guests. And as you could tell, they just keep getting better and better. Glory to glory up in here. And uh, also at the website dominionfire.com, you can also find the entire catalog of Heal the Sick podcasts. And please do share those with uh, with friends and people out there on your social media because the world needs to hear this. They really do. This is legit. Every week I'm bringing you people doing the work, getting the job done. So no reason it can't be duplicated all over the world as we heard in the first segment. So make sure you check that out. Our guest, Paul Brown, you know him as Missionary Paulie B, Missionary Royal Family University, Director of Missions for uh, Kenya in Africa, joining us by way of Oregon again. Uh, Paulie, I want to ask you about your background and experience and kind of tell us about kind of how you got involved in all this, how you got your start. Give us your uh, full report on yourself. Awesome. Uh, it was uh, 2009. Um, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about missions and about uh, going overseas and doing mission work in, uh, and stuff. So I didn't really know where I was going to go. I didn't really know, you know, where God wanted to take me. I was, uh, at the time I was an associate pastor, you know, and, uh, and I was just feeling, you know, this call, this pool in my heart. So anyways, um, it was probably, probably just a few months, uh, after I really heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. Um, I met a missionary from Kenya that was coming here to America and, uh, Bishop Albert Mullaney, he came over and, and uh, he was actually my wife's spiritual father, though um, we, me and my wife at the time, you know, we, we really didn't know each other So until later. But anyways, that's how we were con- I was connected to my wife, which I'll share that a little bit more here in a minute. But um, anyways, uh, he came, he like visited me, um, sharing with me about Kenya. I just kind of felt a pool in my heart. I told him what the Holy Spirit was sharing to me. He's like, uh, uh, Paul, you need to come over and visit just visit and it was actually one of the greatest moves i made because when i went i had the opportunity to really see hands-on what kenya was like and while i was there you know that was when the holy spirit spoke to me you know it's when i took the step and i went there he spoke to me and he you know and just said this is where i've called you to be then he gave me a couple prophetic words you know and uh, which were amazing that just kind of confirmed through a couple other uh, mentors I have here when I came back and I, they actually began speaking these prophetic words over me. And when they spoke, it was just a confirmation of what he shared with me, you know, in uh, my calling to Kenya. So um, when I went there, I felt that call, that pool, I came back to the U S within three months, I was back over and we just launched mission work from there. So now being a missionary in Africa, there's always a lot of, kind of preconceived notions of what people think it's like or how, you know, dangerous, like there's there something around every corner ready to kill you or something like that. <laughs> What's the truth about being a missionary in Africa? You know, um, it's like anywhere. I mean, there's, there's, there's risks anywhere, but you know, the Kenyan people are amazing. You know, they're, they're, they're just, they're just like, you know, most people we know, you know, they're, they're just amazing people. They're good people. They're loving people. You know, but just like anywhere, you got some people that, you know, have, you know, not good intentions and, you know, and do bad things. You know, you got what we call thugs and stuff like that, you know, but 
But in reality is uh, the people are amazing. You know, Kenya is an amazing place to do uh, mission work. Um, I, you know, there's some security issues in Kenya. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, being, being uh, a white color and being there, you know, they have a tendency of seeing me, you know, like for money, you know what I'm An saying? An ATM uh, machine, uh, basically. There you go. There you go. You know? So, so that's the, exactly. So that's how they see us like that. So, you know, a lot of them will try to befriend you for that reason. Um, but there's a lot of sincerity there. There's a lot of good, good hearted people in Kenya. You know, some of the misconception is, is some people think, you know, once you get off the plane in Kenya, you're going to see lions and everything everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I kind of I laugh because that, that, um, isn't the case, you know, you, even the Kenyans got to pay to go see them guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I, I think that, um, that the beautiful part about Kenya is the fact that, you know, um, there's so much there to do. There's so many neat things. The culture is beautiful. You know, the people make the culture beautiful and, uh, and, and just the heart of the people in general is amazing. You know, um, the way I watch these people worship God, it's, it's just like a magnet. It just magnetizes you, you know, it's just amazing watching, you know, one of the things that stood out to me when I first went to Kenya is I got invited to what they call Acacia. And, uh, when I went there, what it is, it's Friday nights and every Friday night, every church has them. And so I went and I was thinking, wow, this is going to be fun. And they started at like five o'clock. They just didn't tell me they go till five o'clock in the morning, you know, five <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, wow. it's all night long and these people come and they worship God. And it was just an amazing thing to experience because, you know, we don't get that over here in the Western side of the country, you know, the world. We don't, uh, we don't see people doing that very often. At least I don't know of any. But um, when I went there, I seen that it was just amazing because the hunger that they have for God is just it just attracts you, you know, and it's just so amazing. That's awesome. So with that, now are you pretty much Africa for life, or are you looking at other places in the world? What's the future? Well, this is what we're this is what we're doing. We're planting in January the nineteenth. Peak Bear Junior is coming out. We're planting uh, uh, Kenya. Uh, School of Identity and Lifestyle in Nairobi. Um, we'll be doing seven-day school out there. We'll be planting that school. I have leaders in Kenya that we're raising up and training to be able to um, run the school in the future. Uh, my heart is to, this six months when I go back, is to plant the school in Kenya and train up these leaders to be fully equipped to be able to run the school. And then um, I'm going to leave the school for them, and then I'm just going to come back in and check in and help and come and, you know, and train once in a while for them. And and then uh, I'll continue, always continue uh, to go to Kenya. Kenya has my heart, you know. But uh, God is going to open doors in other areas. He showed us we're going to be going into some other places as well as we want to start a school in the Northwest here in America. Um, most people know we're planting that are part of royal family know that we're planning a school in Mexico with Juan and uh, which is exciting. So we're going to be a part of a lot of the school plants around the world. Um, but what I, uh, what I'm foreseeing is Kenya, we're going to plant in the U S and then I'm looking in the future of possibly going into India. That's, nice. that's just what the Holy spirit's been putting on my heart. So I'm very excited about that. We're just going to take world family international and take the schools and we're just going to take them worldwide. 
Brilliant. Um, we have a couple minutes in our segment, and there's something that uh, you recently had put up on Facebook that I wanted to bring up because this is a huge topic. You had recently done some videos where you were demonstrating rejection in the marketplace, meaning that when you go to talk to someone, they basically turn you down <laughs> and yeah. how you handle it, how you respond to it. Now, this is huge because a lot of us deal with this. And, and I know there's times where I hesitate because I just automatically think, ah, they're going to reject it. And I just kind of don't execute. And I'm no, not happy about it, but, um, you know, I'm human like anyone else. I'm still working on it. So uh, about that, I would imagine that no matter where you go in the world, some people are open to it. Some people probably are rejective of it. So um, how do you deal with that? Like what what's the best mindset to approach? How do you address that issue with someone if they're hesitant about it? So speak to us about dealing with rejection in the marketplace. Well, you know, first of all, everything that we do, we do from love. So love is the motivating factor that motivates us and love is what pushes us through love puts us into um excuse me when we get into positions that we're uncomfortable love pushes us through those circumstances you know and, and helps us to press through those things and that's what i tell people all the time you know um if we make things about us it will hinder us to be able to do what god has called us to do or to step out and to be able to pray for the sick or to prophesy in somebody's life. But when you go with the mindset that I'm going to love on people, you know, that I'm just going to step out and, and I'm doing everything I do is absolutely hundred percent in love. And it's real, it's real interesting for me that how it helped me because, you know, it used to be like, I'd wonder what are they going to say about me? What are they going to think about me? You know, if, what if, what if I miss it? What if I prophesy over somebody's life and I just miss it and I blow it, you know, and, and it happens. I mean, I, I've had it happen, you know, I prophesied over people and, and missed it, you know, and I, I, or excuse me, like a word of knowledge, for example, you know, I, I, we were just in Seattle this last weekend and, you know, and I asked the lady, I felt like something with her ankle and she's like, no, nothing's wrong with my ankle. You know what I mean? I was like, is there any pain in your body? She's like, no, not at all. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when those circumstances, you know, arise and come up, you know, if I make it about me, then I'll have a tendency to walk away from that. And I, I'll like put my head down or I'll feel frustrated because I'm, I'm making the whole circumstance about me, you know? So when we are motivated by love, you know, what'll happen is, is we get in that, that position where maybe we're being told, no, we're being told, you know, I don't want you to pray for me or just feeling rejected, period. Maybe you pray for five or six people and you just feel, you know, just totally rejected. You're like, man, I want to stop. You know, you just kind of put yourself in Jesus' shoes is the way I say it, you know, and you remember that this is about loving the people. You know, this is about just stepping out no matter what and just becoming love. That's all you're doing. You're just loving people. You know, I like how Todd White says it. You know, he says we're just professional lovers. You know, somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? I'm a professional lover. I just love people, hmm. you know. And the other thing is, is I, I like to say this too, is that, you know, you don't got to pray for every single person. This is a lifestyle. This isn't an event. So we don't necessarily, I mean, there's nothing wrong with planning events and going out and doing that. But this is a lifestyle. This is what we do every day. This is who we are. We are love. So we become love everywhere we go. We go to the marketplace, we're loved, you know, we go out and hang out with our family, we're loved, 
Yeah, whatever we're doing, we go to work, we're love. We're going to school, we go and show love, you know. So just in everything we do in life, everywhere we go, we make it a lifestyle, you know. So God will bring people across your path. There might be some people, you know, that he'll bring across and you'll see it's obvious, you know, they're limping or they're in pain, you know. And and, and just being able just to step up, you know, at that point, you know. And a lot of times people don't know the approach either not so much a rejection. I mean, rejection is hard, but it's really a, an approach of how to approach someone, you know, and, and that's, that's another subject that's, that's huge too, that will really help people because, um, the approach is, is very simple. It's hard. We make it hard because we try to make a formula out of the approach when reality, it's not a formula. It's just, just hearing God, just being relaxed and just being you, you know, and remember, this is all about relationships. You know what I mean? It's that, you know, we're not just trying to go out and find a bunch of people to pray for to get healed, which obviously that's what we want. But we go out and we do what we normally do every day. And while we're doing that, we just love on people when God brings them across their path. And that takes a lot of pressure off because sometimes you feel pressure and you feel like you have to perform. And this isn't a performance deal. We don't perform. You know what I mean? Uh, Jesus made the greatest performance. So we just rest in him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I, I know because it's it, you gotta get that mindset of I gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do this, and it, it's really simpler than that. Um, we like to complicate things a lot of times. So, listeners, um, make sure that uh, on the webpage for this show, I'll try to include some of those links to the videos if uh, you're still working on the YouTube part of it. So, I'll get those out, and you can kind of check them out for yourselves and see what I'm talking about. So, a vital resource, and uh, we'll definitely have more of that. So, we are up against our second break, so I got to cut out here, but we'll be right back after this, and we're going to hear more from Missionary Polly B. So, stay here on the Heal the Sick Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick Podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back. Third segment, Heal the Sick Podcast. Joining us on the phone, Paul Brown. You know him as Missionary Paulie B. Paul's been sharing amazing stories with us about his testimonies and his time in Africa and just not only dispelling some myths about how we our worldview towards other places, but also dispelling some of our myths and worldviews about rejection in the marketplace, which is huge. So, uh, listeners, I really hope you get something out of this today. This is very, very important, and this is how we advance the kingdom. Simple as that. Um, Paul, as we are getting ready to wrap up our final segment of the show, what I ask in this time is that our guest, please teach our audience a short lesson on something, a little five-minute pep talk or instructional on something near and dear to your heart. So what does our audience need to know today? You know, I just want to take a few minutes and I want to just share this, that, you know, everything that 
we do, whether it's healing the sick, whether it's prophesying, um, any acts of love, anything at all, everything we do, it flows from our identity. It flows from our, our perspective and how we see Jesus, you know, and, and, you know, I use this a lot, um, all the time is that, you know, how we see Jesus is critical to how we will handle circumstances and how we will overcome hurdles, you know, in our life, you know, like we were just speaking about, about rejection, you know, so how we view him sometimes will, will help us to overcome those hurdles, you know, when we can see Jesus, you know, in the state he is today, as he is today. And if you want a good portrait of what Jesus looks like today, look at Revelations chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. It talks about him having, you know, uh, hair like wool, as white as snow, his eyes like flaming fire. You know, it talks about his feet being refined in brass. It talks about his voice being like the sound of many waters. But what Apostle John is painting here is a portrait of what Jesus looks like in his glorified state, you know, and what he looks like today in all power and all authority and all victory, you know. So us knowing who we are in our identity, we realize that everything we do and everywhere we start, we start from the victory circle. So we never can lose, you know, Jesus has never lost a battle in the history of mankind or in the history of the world in general, he's never, ever lost one battle, you know? So with that in mind, you know, it brings hope into us knowing that we're going to be victorious in everything we step our foot into, everything we put our hands into, we will be victorious in everything. It's impossible to be defeated, you know, when we can get a true picture and a true portrait of who Jesus is today in his victorious state. So with that said, you know, um, you know, the Holy Spirit himself, you know, he was created to be able to come to teach us, to edify us, to help us. You know, when we're feeling uncomfortable, the Holy Spirit is the comforter who comes and makes us comfortable, you know. So the, and I think it's John chapter 7, verse 39, it says that the Holy Spirit could not be sent until Jesus was glorified. And I asked myself, why is that? You know, and I felt the Spirit just tell me it's because I had to see Jesus in his glorified state. I had to see Jesus the way he is today, you know, according to Revelations chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, so that when the Father sent me the day of Pentecost, that I can create you and me in the image and the likeness as Jesus is today. You know, so when we get the picture and a portrait of who Jesus is today, we realize that we start everything from the victory circle. It's impossible to lose. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff right there. And um, if people would like to contact you, find out more about you, help support your missionary work, how can they contact you and track you down? Uh, you can go to our website. Our website is www.polyb, P-A-U-L-Y-B, dot org. And my e you can email us at, um, at pastor. P-A-S-T-O-R, polyb at yahoo.com. All right. Excellent. And also, listeners, if uh, you want to track him down as well, like on Facebook, social media, you can also email me at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. If by chance you can't find him, and I'll make sure you guys get in contact and get all connected up. So, 
Paul, it has been awesome to have you today. You've uh, spoken on some great topics. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we obviously wish you the best. And we are at, we're praying and blessing you that it's going to be all good for uh, going forward. And uh, like you said, nothing but victory. And as we uh, close out our program, always ask our guests to please pray for our audience, specifically for healing. But of course, if anything else comes up, you know, by all means, let it go. So at this time, would you please close out our program today by praying for our audience and uh, take us all the way to the amen, please. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for this opportunity. So I just, I just want to pray over every single person here right now that is experiencing pain in your body, anywhere in your body. Right now, I'm going to pray for you. So I, I, I feel right now, I'm feeling like somebody is experiencing like a chest cold. So I'm going to specifically pray over that as well as um, somebody who's listening to this message I just heard this in my spirit. Somebody who's going to listen to this message, when you hear this, um, you've actually just got a report from the doctor uh, about um, it's it's actually a life-threatening uh, disease, and it's brought like sadness to your heart. But I want you to know that that when God reveals something like this, it's because He's going to do something. So I want to encourage you with that. That I believe that at the sound of my voice. And the moment I begin to pray, the sound of my voice, that you're going to receive your healing instantly over your life. Amen. So also, um, I'm feeling like, you know, some headaches, you know, just some basic stuff. There's some shoulders I'm seeing, you know, that like a rotator cup. I'm hearing the word rotator cup that uh, has been bothering you. Um, I want you to know that, that God's going to heal those as well. And uh, I want you to remember this. One last thing is that the Jesus in you is a magnet to all of heaven and all of heaven attracts to Jesus. So all of healing and all power and all victory and everything pertaining to this world and heaven attracts to Jesus. And everything Jesus is inside you. So I'm just going to confirm, you know, the healing that's in you. I'm going to confirm the power and authority that's already in you. Okay, so Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every person that's listening today. I ask you, Father, that you would supernaturally touch them at the sound of my voice, Father. Father, that you would let healing and wholeness come to their life. Father, Father God, that they will remember today. Father God, that they will look back and mark today on their calendar, and they'll say, this is the day that God showed up in my life. This is the day that healing came to my life. This is the day that victory came to my life. So, Father, I thank you, Father God, for your healing touch over them now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. There it is, listeners. Now, if you get healed from that, please email us and let us know, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and share this testimony. All right, let me know. Thank you so much to Paul Brown, Missionary Pauly B, joining us today. And uh, again, Paul, we wish you the absolute best in everything. We're praying for you. We're uh, loving on you, and we're just, uh, and it's, it's going to be good. It's all going to be good. Foot on the gas from uh, now now to eternity. <laughs> Listeners, thank you. Listeners, thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And uh, every week, 
just amazing people, amazing stories, and every different flavor of the kingdom is on display. So thank you for checking us out. And again, make sure anytime, check out our website, dominionfire.com, email dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire. And at any time, any of our other social media outlets at dominionfire.com, you'll find them there. And make sure to, to periodically check the site as we're rolling out new projects, some new podcasts. I don't know if I should reveal that, but I just did. Uh, new podcasts and uh, video and audio stuff coming your way in the relatively near future. So make sure you do check that out frequently and often, and uh, we will keep you apprised of everything. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Heal the Sick podcast. And as we scream to the world, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.